0: Hey everybody, welcome and thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Podcast. My name is Zach, I'm here with Laura. This is our 300th episode, which is kind of exciting. I didn't quite realize it until this morning when I was getting set up. And so I want to thank you for coming along the whole time and just being with us and paying attention. Some of you have been here since the beginning, others of you are brand new, so welcome. Hope you had a happy holiday, happy Christmas. This is our last episode of 2023, where we kind of, I don't know, we reflect a little bit. We talk a little bit about the different ways that we teach... A, different, a specific topic. We're talking about fondness and admiration, how important that is in a relationship. Coming up in 2024, we have a lot of very exciting interviews. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we start. Uh, we have a whole bunch of people already scheduled, and so we'll be sort of rolling those out through the spring for sure. And uh, you know, for now, I'll just say again, Happy New Year, and I uh, hope that you and your family are well. Thank you again for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around.
1: Sad we didn't catch that one that burp on air That was a good one wait hold on i might have another no that's all i got yeah hi good morning good
0: morning um how's it going
1: good are you wearing a turtleneck Uh, no it's a
0: sweatshirt it's my sweater it's a sweater this is the sweater i had our pictures taken in
1: yeah you look kind of fancy
0: yeah it's my favorite day of the year why December 21st is my favorite day of the year. So this will come out after, after that. But um, it's, I don't know, symbolically for me, it is like the, the, the day that I think, hmm, let me see, how can I start over? Uh, There's a church service that I go to on December 21st. It's called the longest night. And it's representative of like, this is the darkest day of the year. And the church service, I really like that it's built kind of Differently than a lot of services that you might go to, it's it's more of a like lamentation service. It's kind of more somber and not quite as rah yeah. uh, rah, maybe as some services that you would go to. A lot of people and, don't
1: use that word, by the way, lamentation or to lament.
0: Yeah, n- no, they don't, but they know
1: what it means. Most you know it people, means? I think, would know what it means. I know what yeah. it means because I grew up in the church, but it's yeah. a churchy word. Yeah, to lament or lamentations. Yeah,
0: but um. But you know, for a guy who struggles with, uh, first of all, his relationship with the church. Period. It's a nice, mm-hmm. like, kind of alternative way to still be involved, but not have to like do the whole bit. Like, I actually don't really appreciate, say, Christmas Eve and Christmas service. Like, like some people do. Like, I just that just doesn't. That's not the way my brain works. Um, mm-hmm. But then also a guy who st- sort of struggles with depression and secular depression in particular. Mm-hmm. The longest night is sort of representative of, okay, this is as bad as it gets. Like, this is the, this is as dark as it gets this day, the 21st. And so, huh. for me, like, I can start to kind of go, okay, uh, this is it. This is as bad as it gets. And it, tomorrow is a little bit brighter, particularly here in Seattle. Like, you can tell tomorrow will be longer. There will be more light tomorrow than the next day. You can start to tell mm. just because of the way the sun moves in the sky. So, I don't know. It's It's my favorite day. So, I usually wear black all day. Like, I usually wear black on this day. And it just—I'm also symbolic. wearing
1: black today. Yeah, hmm. it's just sort of
0: symbolic for me. So I don't know. I I like this day. It's my nephew's birthday, which is kind of cool. Happy birthday, Noah, who doesn't listen to the podcast. Although he is—he definitely he has a girlfriend now. It's pretty cute.
1: Okay, I think they're going to get married. Right.
0: They're like 17, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens a lot. A lot of my clients have been with each other since high school.
0: I wanted to say one other thing about this season, even though it's technically after Christmas. Do you, do you ever participate in this debate about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie?
1: Uh, never. I've never, ever opinion. entered into it. Do you have an opinion it. on it? No. Mm-mm. D- does Laura Heck ever watch a movie from beginning to end? If it, I mean, other than Frozen. Right. I saw Frozen a million times and I watched the whole thing. No. But no, I have never seen Die Hard.
0: Well, there's, a, there's an annual debate right about now about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I... I think it's funny because, it, you know, but here's the thing. Do you know um, do you know how, like, if you have to take a quiz or a, like a, a survey to find out if you drink too much, that probably means that you drink too much? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going to take yeah. this quiz and see if I drink too much. The fact that you're taking the mm-hmm. quiz means that you drink too much. This yeah. is how I feel yeah, yeah. about this debate about Die Hard. Like, the fact that we're talking about whether or not it's a Christmas movie makes it a Christmas movie in, in my mind. Okay. So- I don't understand, um, it,
1: like why? Why is it a Christmas movie? Is it is it is takes the setting like Christmas. during? Yeah, okay, it then it's a Christmas takes, movie.
0: Yeah, but the question is, does it have like a Christmas message? And it kind of does, but um. Okay. But we watch it faithfully every year. We're watching it tonight. It's,
1: you are your household is full of rituals, especially around movies.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I got nothing. Uh, I am excited to see the new Wonka movie that's coming out with uh, what's the guy's name? Like it's a
0: Timothy Chalamet Chalmini or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. Timothy yeah. Chalamet, he's great. Chalamet, he's not great. He's, he's Timothy
0: Chalamet. He's he's Timothy Chalamet. He's a gr- in every single great
1: movie. actor.
0: Oh uh, yeah, my gosh. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. 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 All right. You don't well, maybe think we'll so? We disagree about what great actors are. Yeah. No, it's
1: really. I think yeah, I think Timothy Chalamet. Actor, by is... the way. Probably, it's probably it like be? Bob Odenkirk. Uh, no idea who that is.
0: Yeah, because he, no th- he disappears into every single role. Like he's never Bob Odenkirk; he's always like the character, and that's what I like. But Timothy Chalamet is always Timothy Chalamet playing the character.
1: Well, he's so decent, is Jason Bateman. Um, so is no.
0: uh, what's her face? Uh, the lady oh, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is always Melissa McCarthy playing. That's true. The character. That's how I feel about well, Timothy Chalamet. But-
1: but they're great in that role. Have you seen "Call Me by Your Name"? I'm sure. That was the uh, where I discovered no. Timothy Chalamet. Okay. No, I haven't. Watch seen it right "Call yet. Me by Your Name," and That's then the tell me people, what you think right? about him. Yes. <laughs> Army Hammer. Have we already talked about Army Hammer on this podcast? <laughs> no, I don't
0: think so. <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Oh my! But we gosh. might get sued uh, for defamation hey, if anybody. What? Probably, probably, or slander. We're so um, popular. I. I wanted to tell you that I've been starting my, I'm sitting so awkwardly right now because my hip is very tight. I did not roll. I've started running in the mornings. So I've got my Mm -hmm. little lady pack and I have invited my girls to come out and run at 6 a.m. We meet at a a coffee shop and then we start our run and we go for about five miles. And it was, I mean, today's the solstice. So it was really dark and I've got my headlamp on and I have my like light up vest, but I nothing will make you feel more like a badass runner than if you're getting up at 6 a.m. and you have to gear up to go for a run. It's pretty fun. So I just wanted to say that because I'm really, I'm pumped on it. I, I'm creating some good habits. My running coach is really pumped on me <laughs> not having to, <laughs> I'm actually getting my runs in, which feels really good, but I'm training yeah. for... Marathons, which I've already mentioned, but I did yeah. see, by the way, that um, the donation page is up on our website, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, is. So, thank yeah. you, thank this you for the, putting that a, up.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. This is our our task for 2024 is to raise money That's for right. something. What is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> for NF NF and well, it's the NF Endurance. We're we're raising money for the Children's Tumor Foundation. Um, we'll which get is more doing articulate research. about it in the future. We will, but, but um, for now, just send your money. We would appreciate that. Five dollars. Well, if you,
0: well, if you're looking to make a year-end gift uh, uh-huh. before December 31st for tax that purposes or something, and yeah. you love Marriage Therapy Radio and you love Laura and you want Holden uh-huh. to be healthy and safe, yeah, then that would be yeah. a good target. Go to MarriageTherapyRadio.com and make a make contribute to Laura's uh, NFT fund. Yeah. NFT. Thank Isn't you. that the thing that you like? You you buy like cartoon characters on the on the internet or something.
1: I have no yeah, idea. It's, a whole it's thing. Like,
0: Yeah. But <laughs> NFT is a, like another thing altogether that people get excited about. Um, yeah. This sure. is our last episode of 2024. This is also our 300th episode. 300. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: I, you know, it is a lot. And we have done a lot. If you've been listening for the last six years, you have definitely come on the journey with us. You have gotten yeah. to know us very well. I yeah. have clients now that are listening and it always makes me feel so uncomfortable because I, I made a joke or something like, ah, got to go out and walk the dog. And they're like, we've been listening to the podcast. We know you love walking dogs. And I was <laughs> like, shoot, <laughs> you know me so well. Yeah, um, Yeah. It is a little bit weird, particularly for me
0: if I start teaching and I'm like, well, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably already got this lesson. But if you're not, then here it yeah. is again. Like, um. So yeah. And I still point back to number two sixty two all the time. Two sixty two is the one that I invite people to listen to. It's about intentional conversations when we do the State of the Union. So if you're yeah. looking for like a great assist, particularly from two thousand twenty-four, that would be on the list. I think. Um,
1: That's your favorite episode.
0: It's the one I recommend the most because it's the one that we oh. we recorded very specifically to help people do right. This one conversation and it's the one conversation that when people do it, they report this, this went really well for us. This is working for us. So I thought, why don't we just put this in the universe? So, yeah.
1: You know, if we were super intentional, like we were with 262, one thing that we could do is we could go back and we could highlight the episodes that we think are the best ones.
0: Because sometimes we come
1: on, we get really jazzed, and we have no idea where the conversation is going to go. Like, I might say, Zach, I've got something really important I want to talk about, and we never get to it because Zach wants to tell me dad jokes. Um, And then other times, I thought the last episode, actually, that we recorded was really, um, was great and we had no idea what we were gonna talk about. So uh, maybe what we should do is we should go back and review and see, like I just sent uh, a couple, episode number four, which is on repair, it's the skydiving one. We were so much more intentional at the very beginning though, (laughs) remember? Yeah,
0: we remember when we wanted to name all of them, how to blank, blank, blank. How to. How to apologize, how to repair, how to have sexy sex. Um, (laughs) I also think that, uh, Like there are interviews that I love that go back to, we did a bunch of interviews in January of 2024 that I thought were really cool, especially Emily Nagoski um, who's Mm -hmm. coming back on next month, which is really exciting. We
1: have fun episodes coming up.
0: Yeah, we do. We have a whole bunch of interviews coming up that are cool. Um, I'm excited about that.
1: Hey friends, it's Laura. I don't know about you. I mean, it's holiday season. I feel, I feel a little like my pocket strings are pretty tight right now. We've also had some shifts and changes with our employment status There's a real reason for us to start to take a look at our finances and where we can cut costs. There's no better way than this app that I've been using, it's Rocket Money. Rocket Money is an amazing way to be able to monitor your finances. And here's the thing that I love most about it is that it helps me to take a look at my monthly subscriptions and cancel those unwanted subscriptions that you completely forgot about. I'm not even joking and I'm not proud at all to admit this but my husband signed my son up for some kind of a gaming app. It was $4.99 a month, four years ago, and he had it sent to an old email address. And so we never received these confirmations every month that this subscription was live. My son deleted it from his iPad and it just continued to bill us every month for the last four years, $5 a month. Thank goodness for rocket money because it showed up along with many other subscriptions that we needed to cancel. Just a way for us to tighten up our finances. So here's what Rocket Money is. It's a personal finance app. It finds and cancels the unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps to lower your bills. Rocket Money has over five million users, and it's helped to save its members an average of seven hundred and twenty dollars a year with over five hundred million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting your money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/mtr. That's RocketMoney.com/mtr. RocketMoney.com/mtr.
0: I did have a question though. What did you I'm want to talk to about? Explore with you. I. I Ever since we did the last training for the Gottman Institute, the seven principles training, I've been yeah. kind of stuck on this one aha moment that I had. Um, Woo. which was I you teach uh principle number two, which is sharing fondness and admiration. And yep. I uh, I think I had this aha moment where I was like, we teach it A, we teach it really differently. I think we understand it differently. So I want to explore that a little bit. B, I always thought it was wrong. I thought the way you taught it was wrong. And then I was like, wait a second, that's not wrong. It might actually be better and right. Like it just was an aha moment. It's not that Mm. it was like wrong, but I definitely was like, oh, I get it. You know how sometimes like they say in general, you have to hear something seven times before you get it.
1: Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I almost
0: had that experience. was like, I see what she's doing. But I thought maybe it would be worth like just sort of like exploring here because –
1: Batting it around.
0: Yeah. Because he, here's the deal. So um, the seven principles are making marriage work. F- we talked about them ad nauseum here. Um, I think we have another workshop coming up in February. So if you're looking for a year-end gift or a way to kick off your um, – Oh, well,
1: that's our workshop that we're doing? Yeah, we're doing you one You and in I February. are teaching it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you register now. Great Christmas present for the Except people. Except that this comes oh, out, out after what? Christmas.
0: But it's a great New it's Year's present. Cool. Tell you this. That's
1: 2024 true. 2024
0: is the year of reconnecting with our partner. Yeah. Um, there you go. Anyway, um, principle number two is really about sharing fondness and admiration, which is inside of this bucket that we call enhancing the friendship, right? So you've got the friendship and then there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And then we get to principle two and you take over. And um, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about how you teach it?
1: Sure. Yeah. When I think about like sharing fondness and admiration, really, what it's what it's tapping into is basically like how do you feel and think about your partner? Like when I think right. about Zach, do I have fond? Thoughts about you? Do I think about you? Do I tap into my admiration, my respect for you, uh, my appreciation for you? Like, overall, how do I think about you? And it has definitely evolved and changed. I mean, just I'm going to slip back into like partnership, but when we first meet our partner, we're so infatuated with them. It's really easy to see all the lovely qualities that you appreciate and you adore and you admire in that person, a lot because it's limerence and that's where you're at when you first meet someone. Um, But then I think we kind of become a little blind to all of those amazing qualities. And, um, you know, I think about like the way that other people see my husband. I have one girlfriend in particular who also listens to the podcast and she thinks my husband is fabulous and she's constantly singing his praises. And every once in a while, I kind of have to catch myself and be like, you're right. Like he is. Mm -hmm. An amazing dad like he is like like a phenomenal friend he is really charismatic but I forget those things because I just kind of become a little uh like what do you call it like tone deaf to it or uh, what's the word I'm thinking of it just kind of becomes part of the background of who he is and it doesn't stand out anymore so there's not a lot of bright shiny things that I find attractive or admirable. Um, And so I think it's really important, one, to take a look at in general, how do you think about your partner? Do you find that you slip into thinking about them in more negative terms or do you think about them in more positive terms? And then also just recognize that you have the ability to change and shift your thinking about your partner and um, sort of like reignite uh, or fan the flames of that fondness for your partner And that's just a very intentional work that you have to do in yourself of choosing to focus on the positives, find the positives, scan your environment for the things that are going right and well in your partner, but also focusing on what are the qualities that maybe I just don't see anymore, but everybody else around me sees and um, how can I focus on those things? So is that a good way of describing how I generally teach it?
0: Yeah, and then you tell the story about Ryan, and you have kind of these. This you go through the same um, sort of maybe seven minute period of time, where mm-hmm. you have one lens on, and then you 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 show what it's like to put the other lens on, and it's a really good example, I think, of of this thing that I'm constantly trying to get couples to do, which is change their perspectives. Like, I have right. I spend all of this time. I realize more and more that I'm spending more time t- telling couples that tools are useless unless they change their mindset. Like that, that, that all the skills, all the books, all the resources, all the workshops, unless they change their mindset, they won't, they won't work. Like if I'm, if I'm using the, if I'm using the skills, but I'm using them with someone that I have contempt for, it's really Mm -hmm. just a game that I'm playing. But if I'm using the skills and I'm like, no, I'm actually, I actually have hope for this person.
1: Right. um, Yeah.
0: Or this relationship, then it changes it. Same tool, effective or not effective based on that notion. Uh, oh, look at the uh, balloons.
1: That's kind of fun. You just did like your little. Yeah. Mac has that. a new feature.
0: Yeah. Uh, Apples have a new feature where if you do hand signals on your Zoom meetings or your video uh-huh. meetings. It, there it is again. Um, can, I think this.
1: it's that.
0: There's some. There's a bubble. <laughs> yeah. We got this guy going on.
1: Yeah. Oh, those are okay. Again. I want to go watch. back to this. wait, idea, wait, wait. wait, you wait. Just I'm going mentioned... to give you some
0: more. One thing, one thing, one thing.
1: <sighs> you Here, can look. do that and I can talk at the same time. You're making our Um, our producer work for it today. But you mentioned contempt, which is important because the antidote to contempt is a culture of appreciation in that relationship. It's working on actively falling in love with your partner and who they are as a person. And almost like, I wouldn't say ruminating, but, um, you know, like being super intentional about almost like the words not coming to me. Like meditating on Mm -hmm. just all the positive qualities about your partner. You have uh, a famous thing that you told me and I tell my clients, like, I can't believe that this actually worked, which is I got into an argument with my husband and I had to leave mid-argument and I was real fired up and upset with him. And I had to get to where I was going, a, a meeting or whatever. And I get into the vehicle and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, that that asshole just really Da-da. pissed off. And then I had you popping into my head, basically saying, spend this time thinking about all the positive qualities about your partner. And I just thought that was a load of crap. I was like, I, there's <laughs> no way I can tap into that fondness and appreciation while I'm fired up and upset with my husband. And I think yeah. I'm right. Right. And so for 20 minutes, I was like, fine, Zach, I'm going to do it. And within <laughs> that 20 minute drive, I parked my vehicle at my final destination. And I had spent the entire drive thinking about all, and it wasn't, I actually had to tap into what are all the positive qualities that other people see in my husband? Because hey, at that point I wasn't purr. able to tap into what I found to be true and right about him. Cause I was upset. Yeah. So I was like, well, what are the things that other people say are really lovely and wonderful about my husband and are really attractive qualities. And after that, I was like, wow, I'm such a lucky gal. That was a stupid fight. I should probably call go. and apologize. It was great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think the thing that you're referring to that maybe is the famous part is that I think that when you, when you intentionally think about positive things, you sort of choke out the opportunity to think about negative things. It's almost like you suffocate, you suffocate Uh that thing, the negative stuff. And it's almost like you got to take it out of the air, take that, take the air out of the room, um, by filling it with, the negative air out of the room by filling it with something that is just a little more optimistic. And it's not so much that you're like deceiving yourself. It's just that you're posturing yourself to then do the work that you may need to do, which is ask for an apology or repair or offer the apology. But if you're staying in the, this person is a problem mindset, it's just not going to be, it's just not going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, I think that, I think that, that the way you teach it, it really is like the foundational piece. That's really core. It's different from the way that I generally teach it in this way, which is, I really focus on the verb. Sharing fondness and admiration is the verb in the principle. So sharing, right? How do you actually and proactively go after um, filling your partner's emotional bank account? Um, so, you know, the way that I, the, the story that I always tell, and you've heard it a million times, is about the time that Rebecca met me at a restaurant on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. walked in the restaurant and I was looking cute or whatever. And she said, oh my gosh, you're so handsome. Or she really liked my outfit. And then a little bit later, she said, oh, by the way, thanks for cleaning off the roof before you left. I know that's a pain in the butt for you, uh, but it looks great. And I'm really glad we got it done before the rains came. I remember all four of those little phrases. And because I had been gone, I left the house Saturday morning and this was Sunday night. So I hadn't seen her for a couple of days. And so complimented me, then she thanked me. And uh, the way I always describe it is it was like the first time she complimented me, it was like she gave me $5. And when she thanked me, it was like she gave me $20. And so understanding that value, the value of like the incoming kind of credits that I received was really powerful for me. And I told her, I said, hey, just so you know, uh, if you want to get a four to one investment or return on your investment, thank me before you compliment me. Like, um, So, and then I always say, Rebecca is one of these people who doesn't want to thank you for stuff you're supposed to do anyway. She's sort of stingy I with totally gratitude. I totally had
1: that conversation this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's
0: just the way she grew up, and, and she just like, why would I thank you for like stuff that is just normal? And I was like, well, in this case, because it goes really far for me, because it it mm-hmm. really does like, it really does fill my up my emotional bank account. So she started to learn how to thank me. She started thanking me for stuff I was going to do anyway, um, and that mm-hmm. and so I got two things right. I got the twenty dollars all the time, but then I also got this like, like compound interest almost like this this evidence that my partner loved me by proactively doing something she didn't want to do in order yeah. to make me feel. So that's the basis of my sharing fondness and admiration le- lesson.
1: I, okay, I have, I have a to, question. You got to find
0: out how to. You're interrupting me now. I hope we get a bunch of Apple comments as one star because Laura interrupts Zach all the time. No, yeah.
1: Go for it. Uh, let me, okay. You said something which I thought was really interesting is if Rebecca does something for you, like compliments you or thanks you for something that in her mind, she just thinks that's just something you should be doing. And yeah. you know that she's kind of going out of her way yeah. to verbally acknowledge you. Does that mean more? I had this debate with couples. hundred to me like, anyway. If you know, it does. Okay. Because it's like, if I know my husband doesn't want to go to church, but he gets up in the morning and goes, are, are we, aren't are we going to church this morning? I'm I'm all ready to go. Aren't we going? And I'm like, really? Okay, uh, sure. Let's do that. Um, I have that debate with partners all the time, and a lot of it has to do with like chores and sexuality uh, around that area of like. Well, if you know your husband, or let's say like you know your wife doesn't like to give you blowjobs, but I should probably have warned people before I said BJ, but uh, but she does it anyway. Does it mean more to you that she's doing something that she is strictly for your pleasure? And so that was just a, a debate, a question that I had out to my clients this week, um, is well, whether or not it I mean, lands that, more.
0: Yeah. I mean, that question goes back to even what we were talking about before. Like if she does it out of resentment, like, or out of like, Ugh, I can't believe I have to do this, you know, for you versus mm-hmm. I don't really like this, but I'm going to do it for you because you have made it clear so that this it, is a way that you feel good or feel pleasure, even if it's thank you or- yeah you know, some kind of sexual behavior. Sure. Like, I think, I think there's something about learning how to do something you don't want to do on behalf of the relationship that is a sign mm-hmm. of love, you know? Um, and it's, yeah. and that's different, of course, than like um, a sign of say submission or a sign of say, um, yeah, maybe that's the word I'm looking for because obviously you mm-hmm. can sort of feel, you can, you can acquiesce out of fear or acquiesce out of, you know, manipulation or something, but but when it's when it's like, no, out okay, of I heard you. yeah, out of yeah. desire. Like desire is different than demand. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so when uh, I, I don't know, sex is a sex is a difficult one because it's so wrapped up in kind of our bodies and our souls and our minds. But but the way I sometimes when I'm telling the story, I'll still go, I'll talk about sex or I'll maybe I'll talk about a back rub and I'll say if your partner's giving you a back rub and they say, mm-hmm. Oh, right there, deeper. Uh Yes. What you do is you stay there and you go deeper, you know, and there's the same way of sex, faster, slower, um, right there. Good and responsive lovers do the thing that makes their partner feel good. Um, You know, even Mm -hmm. if you're scratching back, lower, lower, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Like if I just was ignoring you and just staying up on your shoulders and just like giving you a nice little shoulder rub, it's actually a little bit of an, like of an insult. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. love you that way. I'm going to love you my way, and I hope that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when I'm talking about sharing fondness mm. and admiration, I'm talking about finding out where does your partner feel love, and then yeah. can you proactively share that like generously? Like because I mm. get it. I'm a, I'm a verb. In this case, I'm a verb guy. So um, yeah. In your case, you're kind of a uh, like a like a fondness and admiration. You're sort of on the subject part. Uh, I'm going to get in trouble if I start going Mm -hmm. grammar, but like you're sort of focusing on the fondness and admiration part and I'm focusing on the share part. And I think they both have like real merit. Yeah.
1: When we, eventually we get to the idea of talking about, which is one of the next principles um, about the emotional bank account. And it's kind of like talking about the deposits, which is where I think, you are getting at, which is when you compliment me, it's like $5. When you uh-huh. affirm me um, or appreciate me, it's like $20. And we're talking uh-huh. about the uh, putting deposits in the emotional bank account, speaking your partner's love language, which is very different from the way that I teach it, which is, hey, you got a contempt problem in this relationship, or you find it difficult to find your partner attractive, or sometimes you feel like, yeah, I'm committed and I love my partner, but it, sometimes I don't always like them. That's something I can work with. There is a way that you can shift the the feelings that you have towards your partner by focusing on those wonderful qualities that they have, but you just haven't been looking for them because you've been so focused on seeing the negatives, or you've just turned a blind eye to them, or you expect these things to always be true about your partner. Um, And they were exciting and lovely and wonderful when you first met them, but now it's boring. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's expected. Well, yeah, we do I think teach that, it very differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you just reminded Ugh. me of like another sort of Christmas movie, um, Love Actually. Do you watch this movie, Love Actually? Maybe not. Um,
1: I think I. Oh well, wait, describe the premise and who's in it.
0: It's like seven different stories that all come together at one point. And it's got like uh, you know Liam Neeson's in it, and uh, Colin Firth is in it, and Emma Emma Thompson's in it, and uh, I think Alan mm. uh, Alan Rickman maybe. Nope. But there's a there's like seven different stories that kind of all come together at the end, and one of them is this uh, this guy Colin Firth. He's a writer, and he goes out to the countryside to write his book. And there's a Portuguese uh, like housekeeper that's there, kind of keeping 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 track of the house while he's there. And sure. they can't they can't speak they don't speak the same language. He speaks English. She speaks Portuguese. And um, so they're but they they're slowly falling in love. Right, they're slowly falling for each other as they kind of. Sort it all out. And then Mm -hmm. he finishes his book and he has to go away. And they're sad because they go to the airport. She's like, oh, I'm never going to see you again. Well, spoiler alert. What happens at the end is he, he finds her and he walks into this Portuguese restaurant and he professes his love for her and he asks her to marry him in Portuguese. So he mm. has he has learned he has he he murders it he mauls the language it's so bad, um, <laughs> but this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's not that he perfected the language; is that he he tried to learn it, tried. and that's why we all yeah. go, oh, oh, it's so sweet. And she's up there and she yeah. she answers the proposal in English, so she's been secretly learning English. He's been secretly yeah. learning Portuguese. They come back together, and while they're not good at it, they've demonstrated mm. to each other. I'm interested in speaking your language, so. When I get into mm-hmm. a love languages conversation with people, and they're talking about, oh well, physical touch is not my thing. I'm not. It's not really my language. I go, mm,
1: yeah.
0: You might have to learn it in order to to communicate yeah. with your partner in a way that works for them. Like, it's not strictly about loving yeah. people the way that you like to love people. It is about learning how your partner wants to be loved and loving them in that way.
1: I just had this conversation, who was it, with a girlfriend where it's like, what are you guys doing for the holidays? Oh, this was last night. And she goes, like big eye roll. She said, you see all those boxes at the door, like the delivery man came and there's all these boxes. She goes, those are all for my husband. I was (laughs) like, wow, that's amazing. You went all out. She goes, I have to. And uh, so I was like, Oh, really? Uh, And she goes, Oh, yeah, he is a holiday fanatic. Like he wants all the presents. He wants all the gifts. He wants like the big meal with everybody's coming over. She goes, we have like nine entrees for Christmas dinner. And, uh, and it, Like in that moment, what I realized is that she, yes, she might be a little resentful, but she knows, she knows how to stroke her husband. She knows Uh how to build him up and make him feel loved is that she goes all out. It's not her preferred love language. And I know that in years past, I have grumbled about buying gifts because I don't love to buy gifts. Uh Um, But if I have someone who really gets lit up by gift giving, I want to give them gifts. I just want to light them up. So... Which, by the way, I got really excited about my brother—a really great Christmas present—and I'm really yeah. excited to send it to him. Yay! Yeah, All right. But um, <laughs> learning to speak somebody's love language. Do you know what your love language is? I don't think I know what yours is. is well, see, the time? thing about
0: love languages, like I think that there, there's famously five love languages, but there's probably 500. There's probably 500 love sure. languages. So if you take yeah. words of affirmation, for example. I like words of affirmation, but I prefer gratitude to compliments. So like, mm-hmm. I don't, but I also like physical touch, but I, I really love you rubbing my feet way more than rubbing my back or my shoulders or, um, you know, there's okay. also like, I'm not really a hug guy, but I do like it when you, when Rebecca like puts your hand on my, on the back of my head in the car. So I think it's like, mm-hmm. this is where I think paying attention to your body and paying attention to yourself and giving mm-hmm. that information away is really valuable, you know? again in the mm-hmm. same way that you would uh, here on the negative side if you're having sex or if you're giving a back getting a back rub and you go ow, ow <laughs> you, you should your partner should stop doing that thing, right? Yeah And I think if you if you in the, by, in the same token if you go, hey, I don't really like it when you compliment me maybe because I feel objectified or maybe because I feel like uh, you know all you're trying to do is it doesn't feel sincere. That's like saying ow and you don't have to go mm-hmm. well fine right I was just trying to be nice you just go okay I won't I won't do that you know uh-huh. um uh-huh. so yeah I think that there's a lot to mm. mess around with there but it, it is kind of a mindset thing and it's also just like a I always I'm always encouraging clients to like go ahead and inventory what makes you feel good tell your partner this is five dollars yeah this is one dollar this is twenty dollars this is negative three dollars this is yeah. this is negative twenty dollars this is a hundred dollars you know. Um, And then go ahead and and leverage that investment advice.
1: Well, that's smart. I was just thinking about the one thing which you said, if your partner does something and you're like, ow, uh, it made me think about giving direct feedback to your partner, just constantly sharing feedback and information back and forth of like, here's how to best love me. Here's how to not piss me off. And I have a lot of conflict avoidant couples that are not giving feedback at all because those conversations Uh, don't go well. And one thing that I've had couples doing is getting in the habit of just first and foremost, thanking their partner for the feedback and then you uh, can respond. But what an interesting place to start rather than getting defensive, rather than reacting and escalating. If your partner comes to you and says, Hey, uh, I, I don't love it that you don't put the toilet seat down or I don't love yeah. it that you shave your you know your beard uh, in yeah. the sink and don't rinse the the shavings down.
0: I don't love it when you if put my pants you... in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: I do, I don't love that. Um I think I'm if getting getting you started off I think I'm getting Yeah, it was for Christmas. Did you see that on our Instagram post? It was like, what's on your Christmas list? And it said something like an NF2 donation to the Children's Tumor Foundation. And then the other one was like new pots and pans. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think I'm getting new pans. new pots and pans was on the list too. This is my prediction because I think she's like (laughs) doubling down on putting my old crappy pans in the dishwasher in order to set Uh me up for the new pans that are coming on Christmas Day.
1: I wonder if we could get sponsored by... There is... Actually, let's see if we can get a sponsorship for new pans. If you don't get them for Christmas, I will see if we can get a sponsorship for new pans. By the way, I've been I've been taking a a uh, an inventory of people, and I say um, B O T H. How do you say it? Turns out both. I'm the only one that says both with an L. Yeah, it's You're the only both. one puts an L in I'm it. I'm gonna ch- yeah. I'm gonna change it. Yeah, I'm the only. <laughs> it's weird. B O T H. Why don't you say both? Why don't uh, you have an okay, L in let's it? Let's land this plane.
0: Uh, I don't know. Sure I don't thing. Know yeah, happy from. 300. Um, yeah, happy New Year. Thanks for sticking um, this
1: out. We almost quit several times thanks to me, um, but we're not doing it. We're still going and,
0: strong. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the 2024.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Thank you to our sponsor, Rocket Money, uh, who continues to tell me that I've spent a lot of money this holiday season. And uh, thank you for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.